Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Number 877-381-3811-877-381-3811. Well, you know, you wake up this morning and you learn not everything you were told the day before was exactly right regarding the mass murder of these kids. Now, I do understand that we need to wait for all the facts. But what we reported here were the facts that were given to us. Right, Mr. Producer? What we were told. We played the audio. And much of it was not accurate. In fact, as you think about what must have taken place in that school for a full hour, in that classroom, for a full hour it turns your stomach even more it turns your stomach even more with those little kids and this guy with his weapons not only did they never have a chance one after another they had to watch as their friends, as their classmates were murdered. As their teachers were murdered. And so we need to take a little time to go over this. Victor Escalon is the Texas Department of Public Safety. I believe he's the deputy director, the regional director. And it's left to him to try to explain things. So let's take a listen. Cut one, go. On Tuesday, May 24th at 1128, suspect 
just west of here, wrecks his vehicle. Pickup truck that he took from his grandmother. He had just shot his grandmother in the face. She's alive. She's stable at this point. 1128, he's sitting there at the barge. He jumps out the passenger side of the truck. According to witnesses, he's got a long arm, rifle, and a bag. Later we find out it's ammunition. He walks around, he sees two witnesses at the funeral home across the street from where he wrecked. He engages and fires towards them. He continues walking. He continues walking towards the school. He climbs a fence. Now he's in the parking lot shooting at the school multiple times. 1140, he walks into the west side of Robb Elementary. According to reports, video we have obtained from outside, inside, and again, we're still combing through that. So bear with us. Multiple rounds, numerous rounds are discharged in the school. We're trying to do get a number. We're in the process of analyzing that video. Four minutes later, local police departments, Uvalde Police Department, the Independent School District Police Department are inside, making entry. They hear gunfire, they take rounds, they move back, get cover. And during that time, they approach where the suspect is at. According to the information I have, he went in at 11.40. He walks, and I'm at approximate 20 feet, 30 feet. He makes a right. He walks into the hallway. He makes a right, walks another 20 feet. Turns left into a schoolroom, into a classroom that has doors open in the middle. Officers are there, the initial officers, they receive gunfire. They don't make entry initially because of the gunfire they're receiving. But we have officers calling for additional resources. Everybody that's in the area, tactical teams. We need equipment, we need specialty equipment, we need body armor, we need precision riflemen, negotiators. So during this time, that they're making those calls to bring in help to solve this problem and stop it immediately. They're also evacuating personnel, not say personnel, students, <clears throat> teachers. There's a lot going on, a lot complex situation. They're measuring, they're measuring. Approximately an hour later, U.S. Border Patrol Tactical teams arrive, they make entry, shoot and kill the suspect. But you also had a Zavala County deputy and Uvalde Police Department that made entry and killed the suspect. Immediately, immediately, numerous officers, now it turns into a rescue operation. How do we save these children? 
How do we save these children? Some made it out. We don't have a hard number yet, but that was a goal. And then continuing making the area safe continued. A lot of moving parts afterwards. But during, they were taking gunfire, negotiations, and developing a team to make entry to stop them. Now, as I listen to this, really through the whole thing for the first time, I understand they want to set up. I understand the guy's shooting. I understand. But there is a man with a weapon who just discharged it outside the building. The timeline I'm looking at now says it took him 12 minutes eventually to get into the school. Um, wouldn't you at virtually all costs get into that school to try and take this guy out? I thought that was the new procedure after Parkland. I'm not trying to be provocative. I'm not trying to speculate. I just thought it was. I mean, you got a shooter in the school building. He says an hour later he's killed by the border patrol officer. Now that means an hour, give or take, he's in that school. My God, you must hear the firing going on, the rounds being fired. Apparently a lot of parents did, and I'll get to that in a moment. Cut two, go. It was reported that a school district police officer confronted the suspect that was making entry. Not accurate. He walked in unrestructed initially. So from the grandmother's house to the bar ditch to the school, into the school, he was not confronted by anybody. To clear the record on that. Four minutes later, law enforcement are coming in to solve this problem. But they didn't solve the problem four minutes later. And so all the talk about there being an armed guard, a security guard there, was not correct. How do you get that wrong yesterday? And all the propaganda, all the propaganda about not having armed guards in the school was built on a lie or disinformation or misinformation, which of course will not be corrected on any of those networks tonight. Cut three, go. So at this time, no, no. There was not an officer readily available armed. No. No. Nothing. Nothing. I can't answer that yet. I'll circle back with you again. As we do that investigation, we have all these questions we want to answer. So, but I'll, I'll get back with you, sir. Remember, this guy is speaking for these various departments. They're pulling together the information. Victor Escalon, uh, Texas Department of Public Safety. What else? Cut four, go. So right now, we have, it appears it was unlocked. Like I said, it goes back to the investigation. It takes time. Uh, we will find out 
as much as we can why it was unlocked, or maybe it was locked. But right now, it appears it was unlocked. So right now, it appears the door to the school, <coughs> the main door was unlocked. And there was no armed guard, armed security guard. Cut five, go. So during that time, right now, according to the, the information we have, the, the majority of the gunfire was in the beginning. In the beginning. I say numerous, more than 25. I mean, it was a lot of gunfire in the beginning. During the negotiations, there wasn't much gunfire other than trying to keep the officers at bay. But that could change depending as once we analyze the video. But right now, according to the information, he did not respond. I'm very confused by this latest clip. During what negotiations? And he did not respond to what? Efforts to negotiate? Well, if he didn't respond to efforts to negotiate, there were no negotiations. And during that time period, were their gun was his gun fired again and again? I'm just curious. I hope we do find out. Shimon Prokepes, I believe, a CNN reporter, uh, presses Victor Escalon. Why didn't the officers breach the door to get to the killer? Which is what's on everybody's mind. Cut six, go. What were the officers doing between 1144 and 1244? I got you. So in, other words, in other words, what were the officers doing for the hour between 1144 and 1245? Go ahead. It's upset that he was barricaded. Can you explain to us how he was barricaded and why you guys cannot breach that door? So I have taken all your questions into consideration. We will be doing updates. We will be doing updates to answer those questions. To answer that question now, sir. What is your name? Shimon Prokopes from Shimon. CNN. I hear you. Because we've been given a lot of bad information. So why don't you clear all of this up now and explain to us how it is that your officers who were in there for an hour, yes, rescuing people, but yet no one was able to get inside that room. Shimon, we will, we will circle back with you. We want to answer all your questions. We want to give you the why. That, that's, that's our job. So give us time. I'm taking all your questions. I'm taking them back to talk to the team. Can you tell and, uh, us how the door was barricaded? Look, thank you for being here. Have a good door. We'll talk soon. We'll talk soon. Thank you. Thank you. And he can't verify if parents urge police to go into the school. But we have video showing that, in fact, they did. Cut seven, go. Is it accurate that eyewitnesses and potentially parents of the students were urging the police to go in while you were waiting for a tactical SWAT team, even that some parents were asking to borrow police armor so they could make a counter-assault on the school? I have heard that information, but we have not verified that yet. So... What, what, what part haven't you verified? We have not verified is that, is that a true statement or not. Or is it just rumor out there? So you got to understand, we're getting a lot of information we're trying to track down and see what is true. We want to vet it. That's all I have for questions. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't stop the politicians. More when I return. Mud Lovin'.
Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Well, well, well. The Daily Mail, uh, which uh, kind of revealed most of this as I was reading this morning, The fourth grader who survived the mass shooting at his Texas elementary school recalled the harrowing moment teenage gunman Salvador Ramos, teenage gunman, 18, stormed into his classroom and issued a chilling warning to students. Quote, he came in and he crouched a little bit and he said, it's time to die. The unnamed Robb Elementary School student told KENS5 on Wednesday, when I heard the shooting through the door, I told my friend to hide under something so he won't find us, the boy said. I was hiding hard. I was telling my friend to not talk because he's going to hear us. The little boy and four others hid under a cloth-covered table while Ramos opened fire into the classroom, killing 19 students and two teachers. 17 others were injured. And, of course, we know he shot his grandmother in the face. The fourth grader says Ramos stormed into their classroom after shooting at another door in the school. He shot the next person's door, he said. We have a door in the middle. He opened it. The boy said, adding that Ramos then told the students they would die. He and four others took cover under the table, which some experts argued shielded them from Ramos's view and saved their lives. When the cops came, the cops said, yell if you need help. And one of the persons in my class said, help. The guy overheard and he came in and he shot her. More on this when I return. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever, and it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all, whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective, reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today 
at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. This is the Ministry of Truth, The Mark Levin Show. Call in now, 877-381-3811. This is just so horrendous. It's so horrific. So when the cops came, the young the young kid said, and said, yell if you need help. I'm quoting him. And one of the persons in my class said, help. The guy overheard, and he came in, and he shot her. The cop barged into that classroom. The guy shot at the cop, and the cop started shooting. The boy said they remained hidden until the gunfire ceased. I just opened the curtain and I just put my hand out, he said. I got out with my friend. I knew it was police. I saw the armor and the shield. He also said his teachers, Irma Garcia, 46, and Eva Morales, 44, sacrificed themselves to protect their students. He said they were nice teachers. They went in front of my classmates to help to save them to save them. Um, Let's see. The frustrated onlookers were urging police to enter the building as Ramos went on his killing spree. One woman was yelling at the police outside the school, recalled Juan Garanza, 24, who lives opposite the building. She was screaming, go in there, go in there. But noted the officers did not enter the building. Jacinto Cazares, whose 10-year-old daughter, Jacqueline, was among the 21 killed, has demanded to know why Ramos was able to rampage through the school for 90 minutes until he was shot dead. I believe it's 60 minutes, but 60 or 90, that's a long time. Guerreros told ABC News there was at least 40 lawmen armed to the teeth but didn't do a darn thing until it was far too late. The situation could have been over quick if they had better tactical training, and we as a community witnessed it firsthand. Guerreros said he wanted answers from local authorities as to why the shooter was not stopped before or during the attack. He said, I'm a gun owner, and I do not blame the weapons used in this tragedy. I'm angry how easy it is to get one, and young, you can be to purchase one. A teacher whose students were watching a Disney movie as part of their end-of-year celebration when the killer stormed the building shared how her class took cover under their desks after they were alerted of his presence. The teacher recalled how her students did exactly as they were told. They've been practicing this day for years, so they did have these training sessions. Active shooter drills. They knew this wasn't a drill. We knew we had to be quiet or else we were going to get our, give ourselves away. The educator detailing what was the longest 35 minutes of my life, quote-unquote, said her students tried to stay quiet as there 
wounded schoolmates screamed from a classroom down the hall. Sitting on the floor in the middle of the room, the teacher said she tried to be strong. Several students started crying, and she motioned for them to come sit by her. In a whisper, told the class to pray silently. After the shooting, when police approached the classroom and broke the window, she called for her students to assemble in a line. After the last kid, I turned around to ensure everyone was out, the teacher said. I knew I had to go quickly, but I wasn't leaving until I knew for sure. And many parents thanked her for keeping their babies alive. Dylan Silva, whose nephew was in a nearby classroom, said students were watching the Disney movie Mona when they heard several loud pops and a bullet shattered a window. Moments later, their teacher saw the attacker stride past. Oh, my God, he has a gun. The teacher shouted twice. The teacher didn't even have time to lock the door. The killing spree ceased after a tactical team forced its way into the classroom. Where the attacker was holed up, the team was met with gunfire from Ramos, but shot and killed him. According to this account, of course, 19 children killed, two teachers killed, murdered. And 17 other injuries. Um, that's what I know. That's what we know. And there's a lot of questions that need to be answered here. If in fact it was an hour while he was in there, that's unacceptable. The door was unlocked. I hope school districts and people who work there are listening to me. That's unacceptable. The armed security guard was not there. This man walked in freely opened the door, walked in, walked down one hallway, then down another hallway, tried the doors, opened the door, went into a classroom, and you know the rest. So not only did those kids get murdered, but in many cases they had to watch as other kids were murdered right in front of them before their turn came. Can you imagine what was going through their minds? Can you imagine the look on their face? Their entire world comes crashing down. They don't know from reality. Watching a Disney movie or whatever. Probably screaming, calling out for their mommy or their daddy. God knows. And one of the teachers who was found dead is reportedly found holding one or two of her students, trying to protect them, who were also dead. As the young man said, who survived. They put their lives on the line in front of these kids. And they were murdered.
And in the case of Ms. Garcia, the teacher, she reported a couple hours ago that her husband had a heart attack and he died today. No doubt, just beyond grieving, just beyond belief. No doubt about it. Now, folks, I have clip after clip here with Ed Markey, with Richard Blumenthal, with Alex Padilla, with Chuck Schumer. Chuck Schumer attacking MAGA Republicans. MAGA Republicans? Are you kidding me? Alex Padilla, a senator from California, putting more armed adults in schools is not the answer. There was no armed adult in the school, but he doesn't care. Richard Blumenthal attacking the gun lobby. Your days are numbered. Ed Markey in Massachusetts. I'm not going to punish you. I'm not going to drag the nation through this. I'm just telling you. We have to expand the Supreme Court so the gun laws cannot be overridden. There's not a gun law you could have written or the staffers of the senators, that's who write them, or the gun grabber lobby could have written that would have stopped this. There's just not. Then uh, a journalist so-called with Sky News, for some reason these people are focused on trashing Ted Cruz because they see this as a political opportunity. Just never ends. Who starts fighting with, verbally fighting with Ted Cruz. And Ted Cruz was called all kinds of things by a Democrat congressman. So now it's Ted Cruz. They don't even have their facts right. They don't even wait. It's just an opportunity. Exploitation. This guy's name is Mark Jones with Sky News. Cut 12, go. Is this the moment to reform gun laws? You know, it's, it's easy to go to politics. But it's important. It's at the heart of the issue. I, I get that that's where the media likes to go. No, it's not. It's where many of the people we've talked to here like to go. So the here we have a Brit, which of course has absolute gun control. Go ahead. Democrats in the media, inevitably, when some violent psychopath murders people. A violent psychopath who's able to get a weapon so easily. 18-year-old with two AR-15s. If you want to stop violent crime, the proposals the Democrats have, none of them would have stopped this. But why does this only happen in your country? I really and by the way, it doesn't only happen in our country. That doesn't make it good or better or right, uh, obviously. You see how the left, the media, they believe they have the moral high ground. And they always believe they have the moral high ground by making proposals that have really no effect on the outcome of these things. So they put people on defense who shouldn't have to be on defense. We're not even thinking of the children here. This Brit from Sky News, he's just after Cruz. And he's insisting pass these gun laws. Go ahead. 
people around the world just they cannot fathom why only in America why is this American exceptionalism so awful you know I'm sorry you think American exceptionalism is awful I think I, this I, aspect I think, I think this th- aspect I, you know of it you get your political agenda no, it's God, honestly, God love you senator it's not I just want to understand why you do not think that guns are the problem why is this just an American problem well, it is just an American problem, sir. Mr. Cruz, why is America the only country that faces this kind of you know what? mass shooting? But you can't answer this that. Can, you can't answer that, can you, sir? You can't answer that. Why you know, is this Why country? is it that people come from all over the world to America? Because it's the freest, most prosperous, safest country on maybe earth. The, and it may be the freest. It may be the most... You see, there's, these are reporters. These are reporters. And yet... This doesn't only happen in America, sad to say. It's a lie. John Lott has pointed it out over and over again. But I can give you one of the answers why it's a problem everywhere, including the United States. We spent an entire program on it when this horrendous horrific news became known to us, me and you and the audience, that there are many, many factors, including culture rot. But they don't want to hear it. Remember when I said, they don't want to debate. They make demands. They demand conformity. They don't want any other ideas, any other thoughts. They just keep promoting their ideology. Exactly. I've said it over and over again. Present it. Write it. I'd love to read it out loud to the entire nation. Exactly what gun control law would have stopped this. Well, you can't have a gun when you're 18. That is a rifle. By the way, you can't have a pistol. You can't have a rifle. Well, that doesn't mean he wouldn't have gotten a rifle or fertilizer or God knows what. And we're going to pass a law. So what? Do you think people who want to slaughter children are going to be mindful of a law? Does anybody know that murder is a capital crime? You can face the death sentence in Texas? One murder, let alone 21. But what's the point? I'll be right back. Mark in. Folks, it's no secret that Americans are more divided than ever. And it's not just over what policies will improve our great country. No, it's over whether America is great at all. Whether America deserves our love. That's why Imprimus, Hillsdale's Digest of Liberty, is so important. Imprimus looks at the issues of the day from a constitutional perspective reminding citizens always of our great heritage of liberty. For 50 years, Imprimus has featured speeches given at Hillsdale events by the smartest conservative thinkers and writers. These days, Hillsdale publishes people like Victor Davis Hanson, Molly Hemingway, and Chris Rufo. Over 6.2 million American households and businesses receive Imprimus absolutely free, and I urge you to sign up for it today at absolutely no charge. I always look forward to receiving my copy of Imprimus. My friends at Hillsdale and I want you to have a free subscription as well. 
To get your free subscription, go to levinforhillsdale.com right now, L-E-V-I-N for Hillsdale.com. Just got an email from a dear friend of mine who's a police officer. I have a lot of dear friends who are police officers, this gentleman in particular. And he says, I trained with, and I'll say, a Florida County Sheriff's Office years ago, and we trained to go in dynamically, basically drawing any fire from a suspect to save as many lives as possible, hopefully to take out the suspect before he could take more lives. And we moved through the school as quickly as possible. That was the plan, right? You can't wait and set up this and then SWAT's coming and maybe somebody else. I don't, I mean, again, I can't, we have to wait for more facts. But what's coming out is uh, very upsetting to me and very upsetting to a lot of people, I think. And one of the reasons we can't get resolve, a, res, a resolution to most of this stuff, is because here we have McConnell, who's urging John Cornyn of Texas to meet with Cinema. And this guy, Chris Murphy, from Connecticut, to find some kind of consensus on gun control. And he says, specifically related to what took place, hoping to limit it. And Schumer says that he wants his Democrat colleagues to push for gun control and, you know, major limits on the Second Amendment. That's his goal. Why is it limited to the Second Amendment and gun control? I mean, even if that's your mindset, shouldn't you look at everything? Especially the unlocked door, the fact there wasn't an armed security guard there. What role did the did law enforcement play there or not play there? I mean, is it, why is it that you can't look at everything? And why would McConnell agree to this other than raw, really disgusting politics if everything's not on the table? You know, Tim Scott, when he's talking about so-called police reform, he said the Democrats shut it down. And now all of a sudden, here comes Biden circumventing the Constitution and the Congress, signing an executive order. So we have executive orders, these federal fiats that do not address the problem, in fact, undermine the police further, so he can uh, show victory to his base. Then you have the Republican leader doing what he's doing without saying, let's put everything on the table. And this is, this is what goes on. That's why it's almost impossible to solve any of these problems, because they don't address the problems, they address the politics. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. 
Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. One other one here that I want to read to you. Also, from my police officer friend. This is their training, and this is what they're told they're to do. We went in for practice, training, with a team of four. One watched the, one watched down the middle of the hallway, the right, and the left guy went to the rooms as they passed, and one guy watching your back. Objective, find the shooter as soon as possible and neutralize the threat, period. No waiting for special equipment, no waiting, period. I mean, isn't that what they're being trained? I mean, I, that's what I thought, again, after Parkland, for sure. I don't know. But see, they're going to have a big powwow, the parties, to try and figure out how to have uh, more gun control, which would have had nothing to do with this, really. I mean, you want to save lives or don't you? Or do you want to advance a political agenda? And that's the truth. That's the way it is. And I don't know how we resolve these things if uh, the Republican leader in the Senate is directing his surrogates to figure out gun legislation, but he doesn't say even from his rhino perspective, and anything else that might work. What is that? Ladies and gentlemen, while this horror is going on here at home, we have a lot of other huge problems too. And it's hard to take attention off this even for a minute. I got it. And it really is. And of course, uh, Joe Biden is not up to the moment Barack Obama, just a a disgusting tweet, having nothing to do with what happened again in uh, in Texas, invoking George George Floyd. I don't get it. But we have something uh, very important I want to tell you. And we can't lose focus on this. This is from AP, and it's reported elsewhere. Very, very important. This is out of New Zealand. China wants 10 small Pacific nations to endorse a sweeping agreement covering everything from security to fisheries and what one leader warns is a game-changing bid by Beijing to wrest control of the region. A draft of the agreement obtained by the Associated Press shows that China wants to train Pacific police officers teen up on, quote, traditional, non-traditional security, unquote, we know what that means, military, and expand law enforcement cooperation. China also wants to jointly develop a marine plan for fisheries, which would include the Pacific's lucrative tuna catch, increase cooperation on running the region's internet networks, and set up cultural Confucius institutes and classrooms. China also mentions the possibility of setting up a free trade area with the Pacific nations. China's move comes as Foreign Minister Wang Yi and a 20-person delegation begin a visit to the region this week. In Washington, U.S. State Department spokesman Ned Price expressed concern about China's intentions, saying Beijing might use the proposed accords to take advantage of the islands 
and destabilize the region. Gee, you think? We're concerned that these reported agreements may be negotiated in a rushed, non-transparent process. He warned that China is a pattern of offering shadowy, vague deals with little transparency or regional consultation in areas related to fishing, related to resource management, development, development assistance, more recently, even security practices. Military, you idiot. And Price added that agreements that include sending Chinese security officials to the nations could only seek to fuel regional international tensions and increase concerns over Beijing's expansion of its internal security apparatus to the Pacific. Now, this Chinese communist reprobate is visiting seven of the countries he hopes will endorse the common development vision. The Solomon Islands. My great uncle and so many other Americans fought on the Solomon Islands, including Guadalcanal. The Solomon Islands. Kiribati. Samoa. Fiji. Tonga. Papua New Guinea and Vanuatu. Lying is also these are these little spots in the Pacific. And the real reason they want them, of course, is for their navy and their air force, so they can project. Lang is also holding virtual meetings with the other three potential signatories: the Cook Islands, Nai, and the Federated States of Micronesia. He's hoping the countries will endorse the pre-written agreement as part of a joint communique after a May 30 meeting in Fiji. He's holding with foreign ministers from each of the 10 countries. Micronesia's president, David Pinello, has told leaders of the other Pacific nations his nation will not endorse the plan, warning it would needlessly heighten geopolitical tensions and threaten regional stability, according to a letter uh, from him that was obtained by the AP. Among other concerns, he said the agreement opens the door for China to own and control the region's fisheries and communications infrastructure. He said China could intercept emails and listen in on phone calls. You're damn right. He called the Common Development Vision the single most game-changing proposed agreement of the Pacific in any of our lifetimes and said it threatens to bring a new Cold War era at best and a world war at worst. Chinese Foreign Ministry spokesman Wang Wenbi said he didn't know about the letter. But I don't agree at all with the argument that cooperation between China and the South Pacific Island countries will trigger a new Cold War. Like other countries in the Pacific, Micronesia is finding itself increasingly caught between the competing interests of Washington and Beijing. It has close ties to the U.S. through the Compact of Free Association but also has what Pinellos uh, describes in his letter as a great friendship with China that he hopes will continue. Yeah, because they fear China. The security aspects of this agreement will be particularly troubling to many in the region and beyond, especially after China, listen to this, already signed a separate security pact with the Solomon Islands last month. Australia, Japan... New Zealand, the United States have all objected to this. The pact has raised fears that China could send troops to the island nation or even establish a military base there 
which is not far from Australia. The Solomon Islands and China say there are no plans for a base. Yeah, right. The May 30 meeting will be the second between Wang and Pacific Island foreign ministers. Those who follow China's role in the Pacific will be scrutinizing the wording of the draft. Well, I hope so. The draft agreement also stipulates that the Pacific countries, quote, firmly abide, unquote, by the one China principle under which Taiwan, a self-ruled island democracy, excuse me, a country, is considered by Beijing to be part of China. It would also uphold the non-interference principle that China often cites as a deterrent to other nations speaking out about its human rights record. The agreement says that China and the Pacific countries would jointly formulate a marine spatial plan to optimize the layout of the marine economy and develop and utilize marine resources rationally so as to promote a sustainable development of blue economy. Is this a joke? Is this a joke? China also promised to dispatch Chinese language consultants, teachers, volunteers to the islands. These islands really have no military of their own to speak of. They're fragile little places, as you well know. They're not developed purposely so. In the action plan, China says it will fully implement 2,500 government scholarships through 2025. China will conquer these tiny little island nations. It will devour them. devour them China says it will build criminal investigation labs as needed by the Pacific nations they can be used for fingerprint testing forensic autopsies electronic forensics what do they need them for is there a big criminal problem on uh, Fiji maybe I don't know China also promises more investment in the region by mobilizing private capital, encouraging more competitive and reputable Chinese enterprises to participate in direct investment in Pacific Island countries. They'll buy everything that's there. This is a dangerous, dangerous country. And I gravely fear that one day we will go to war with them. I don't want to. I don't want to. But I fear that they are going to fire the first shot. And this is a big deal. And there's more. More about China tonight, and I'll get to it in a moment. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. 
or choose unlimited data and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. China followed Joe Biden's vow to defend Taiwan militarily writes Bloomberg, by announcing it held military exercises close to the democratically ruled island, underscoring its anger over the U.S. stance. You notice how more confrontational and escalatory China is becoming? The Air and Sea Combat Readiness Patrol was a solemn warning about the recent collusion between the U.S. and Taiwan, Colonel Xi Yi said, in a statement yesterday from the Eastern Theater Command of the People's Liberation Army, the command which is headquartered in the eastern city of Nanjing, didn't say when exactly the exercises were conducted. On the Taiwan issue, the U.S. side says one thing and does another, giving repeated encouragement to Taiwan independent forces. He said this is hypocritical and futile, will only lead the situation to a dangerous situation, and will also face serious consequences. So he's threatening us. And then the way Bloomberg writes it, the comments show much Biden angered Beijing by answering yes when asked Monday in Tokyo the U.S. would act militarily to defend the island in the event of a Chinese attack. Of course, he's walked it back. But I'm sorry. I'm sorry for the Putinoids and the Xenoids. Biden's comment was correct. Yes. White House officials later said he was only promising USA to help Taiwan defend itself in the event of hostilities. But Chinese Foreign Minister Spokesman Wang Wenbin also lashed out at the U.S. at a regular press. So they lash out, they attack us, no big deal. See, we're provoking them. China says we're provoking them, and the Putin Xi wing of our political parties are saying we're provoking them too. They're preparing for war, ladies and gentlemen. They're preparing to take Taiwan. And they are creating such a military force, or they think they are, that they know Milley will go in and tell Biden that we're outgunned. That's what's going on here. That's exactly what's going on here. Meanwhile, China's top Uyghur region official, in a hack speech, quote, we must exercise firm control over religious believers, Breitbart points out. An audio transcript of a May 2017 meeting chaired by China's top Communist Party official in the country's western Xinjiang territory, published two days ago by the BBC, reveals the regional chief urged Xinjiang officials to, quote, exercise firm control over the religious community, unquote, referring to the largely Sunni Muslim, Turkic-speaking, Uyghur ethnic minority. Jin Quanzhou, who served as Communist Party Secretary of China's Xinjiang Uyghur Autonomous Region, from 2016 to 2021, told attendees of a regional maintenance meeting that they must continue to exercise firm control over the religious community, I'm quoting, religious people must carry out the religious activities according to the law, 
And this is a good test of their patriotism and love for their region at this time. The Victims of Communism Memorial Foundation describes the Jinping police files as, quote, a major cache of speeches, images, documents, and spreadsheets obtained by a third party from confidential internal police networks. They provide a groundbreaking inside view of the nature and scale of Beijing's secretive campaign of interning between one to two million Uyghurs and other ethnic citizens in China's northwestern uh, Xinjiang region. China's ruling Communist Party has funneled Uyghurs and other Xinjiang ethnic minorities, such as Kazakhs and so forth, into state-run facilities. It's called vocational education and training centers. That is, concentration camps since 2017. So look, they're doing this. They've taken over Hong Kong. They've built fake islands in the middle of the South China Sea where half the world's resources and economic activity flows. They've done it in international, navigable waters, and now they claim that's all theirs. That's all theirs. Now they're trying to devour 10 tiny island nations to further control the area so they can strike, really effectively, Australia and New Zealand. And of course, they've made it abundantly clear that when they feel they're ready, they're going to attack militarily Taiwan. Japan has said they need to be told that that is a red line. Meanwhile, the inbred in North Korea has fired off missiles again, ICBMs, toward Japan. Without nuclear warheads, but he's making a point. He's making a point. Troubling, troubling times. Exactly the wrong man in the White House. Exactly the wrong people running Congress, quite frankly. Exactly the wrong American media in place. To focus on what needs to be focused on. These are uh, extraordinarily dangerous times. Both within the country and outside the country. We're facing threats from within and outside. There's simply no question about it. And uh, these pieces of data that have been uh, hacked, you go online and look at it. This show isn't long enough, and I'm not able to show you pictures. You go online and look at it. It's extraordinarily brutal. Yes, destroying people, killing them, summary executions. What does that remind you because of their ethnicity? Oh, raise your hand over there. Donnie Douche. What do you think, Donnie? I'll be right back. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. 
for half the cost. The average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code Levin Podcast, L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code Levin Podcast. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Mark Levin, America's passionately cerebral voice. Talk with that voice now, 877-381-3811. You have to ask yourselves, ladies and gentlemen, what happened to all the patriotic corporations that would do anything to support this country during World War II? Where have they gone? What happened to all the patriotic athletes? Now, there's still some, but most of them aren't. The patriotic team owners, where have they gone? The patriotic sporting leagues, where are they? What am I talking about? I'm talking about these entities within the United States that have sold out their country, our country, for a buck. Now, in their cases, for billions of bucks. That would include Disney and NBC during the Olympics. That would include many broadcasters at ESPN. Where are all of them? We know for a fact that the communist Chinese regime has death camps and concentration camps. That they're slaughtering people summarily. Even people of color, by the way. Like the Uyghurs. You don't hear a damn thing. Nothing. Nothing. How about the corporatists in America? You're not allowed to call a guy he or a girl she or even use the word girl or he unless you're celebrating a historic she or he. You understand. These corporations that are selling us out to the communist Chinese are made up of the same mentality on their boards of directors and their executives as the propagandists who are tenured professors who taught them what they know, which isn't much, and much of the Democrat Party, and certainly much of the American media. The BBC, you have to watch the BBC to get all these details about what the communist Chinese are doing to these people. You won't see it at any length of time, on the networks in America. You just won't. It is, it is a shocking, unconscionable betrayal of this country throughout our culture, throughout our politics. 
You want to talk about gun control? How about we talk about nuclear arms control? Does that raise any eyebrows around here? When the Biden administration is negotiating with the Iranian regime to ensure that they get their ICBMs with nuclear warheads and get it in record time. In fact, they may be breaking out before we even know it. Does that concern any any of the uh, gun control advocates that this administration is doing that? Apparently not. They never talk about it. They never raise it. God forbid you don't want to be attacked by LeBron James or any of the other sellouts of the communist Chinese. Washington Free Beacon. Iranian military leaders say they are, quote, ready for war, unquote, with Israel. So they just announced they're ready for war with Israel. And issued renewed threats to burn Tel Aviv to the ground very soon. According to comments made during a military demonstration in Tehran. Burn it to the ground with what, ladies and gentlemen? Nuclear weapons. Do we believe them? Why wouldn't we believe them? They're maniacs. They're lunatics. We are ready for war, tells Zion. One unnamed speaker was quoted as saying during the May 20 military parade organized by Iran's Islamic Revolutionary Guard Corps, the country's paramilitary fighting force that has murdered scores of Americans, writes our friend Adam Credo, no trace will be left of the demon. Not a single house will be left standing in Tel Aviv. What do you think they mean, folks? We will raise Haifa and Tel Aviv to the ground, said the speaker, according to a translation of the Farsi language by the great Memory Institute, Middle East Media Research Institute, which tracks these people. The latest threat to launch a war against Israel, and that would be a nuclear war, comes as the Biden administration and Iranian government stand poised to ink a revamped version of the 2015 nuclear accord which will provide Tehran with billions in cash windfalls and could unwind terror sanctions on the Republican Guard. Israel is one of the agreement's chief opponents and has pressured the Biden administration to keep the sanctions in place. And the crowds in attendance at the parade chanted death to America, of course. Iranian General Hossein Salami. He's full of baloney. The commander-in-chief issued thinly-veiled threats to attack Israel, quote, very soon, unquote. Quote, soon, and maybe very soon. You will pray in the place your heart desires today. He said all your wishes have become true with time. Rest assured that this big wish will also come true soon. And under the leadership of the leader of the Muslims, you will pray in the courtyard of the Al-Aqsa Mosque. Meanwhile... Yesterday, the Revolutionary Guard Quds Force commander, Ishmael Ghani, said the Hezbollah terror group, which is armed by Tehran and sits on Israel's northern border, is strengthening its terrorist forces. Israel is surrounded with its back to the sea. And Joe Biden and his administration are going to be arming Iran are going to be arming Iran effectively with nuclear weapons. 
Why don't Mitch McConnell and Chuck Schumer get together to discuss that one, too? Iran's on the move against us. China's on the move against us. And we act like nothing's going on. I fear for our country. I fear for our kids and our grandkids. I really do. Everywhere you look. The grocery shelves, baby formula, elementary school children and what they're being indoctrinated with. Our news has become utterly and completely corrupt. The inability and in some cases unwillingness of school districts to do what they need to do to protect kids. Even if they fail, at least try. The murder rate throughout this country. The war on the cops. It goes on and on and on. The United States of the Democrat Party. You're living it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Stop paying for Verizon, AT&T, and T-Mobile social initiatives. Stop paying for their thousands of retail stores across the country that you never go to. Stop paying for their added perks that you never use. Pure Talk doesn't charge you for any of that garbage. Instead, they give you excellent 5G coverage on the same 5G network as one of those big guys. For half the cost, the average family saving over $800 a year. Now, I made the switch, and it's the best decision you'll ever make. You can keep your number, keep your phone, or get great deals on a new phone, like a Samsung Galaxy 5G for less than $2 a month. Unlimited talk, text, and 6 gigs of data, just $30 a month. Or choose unlimited data, and you'll still save a fortune. Go to puretalk.com and enter promo code LEVINPODCAST, L-E-V-I-N podcast, and you'll save 50% off your first month. That's puretalk.com, promo code LEVINPODCAST. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. And so we have this. And so we have this. Washington Free Beacon, a great site. I will likely be the only host in America to mention this. It's sad. I guarantee it won't be mentioned on any cable TV show tonight. California Republican goes full Ilhan Omar in anti-Semitic rant. Stick with me. Primary challenger Greg Raths, a Republican. California's upcoming primary elections could deliver Representative Ilhan Omar. We know she's a full-throated anti-Semite who hates this country. An unlikely foreign policy ally, a Republican. Named Greg Raths, R-A-T-H-S. Who last week said the Jewish community uses money to control U.S. politicians. It's like the mass killer in Buffalo. The Jews are behind everything. I'm so sick of this. I'm a Jew, I can tell you firsthand, we're not behind everything. Rass anti-Semitic rant came during a May 20 Orange County Islamic Foundation candidate forum. Surprise. Which saw the Republican claim that U.S. support for Israel is bought and paid for by the Jewish community. 
Rass, who's running against Republican Congresswoman Young Kim, who's actually quite good, in California's 40th Congressional District, and I will endorse her right now. I'm endorsing Congresswoman Young Kim in California's 40th Congressional District Republican primary. He also called to rein in U.S. foreign aid to Israel, a position he said he's able to support because he hasn't taken one dime from Jewish sources. You know, some of the most hostile people to Israel are Jews, Mr. Producer. Do you know that? Soros. I would say Schumer. That's the problem. Israeli pack in Washington. They got money, they got control, a lot of these politicians, he says. And the other side, the Palestinians, they don't have the clout. So these politicians go where the money is, unfortunately, Rath said. The Jewish community is very well organized in the United States. Look, there's lots of opposition within the Jewish community, whatever that means. And they control a lot of politicians. That's why the foreign aid is so large going to Israel. The Jewish community has never given me one dime. So I'm not beholden to them at all. So he echoes Omar, who in 2019 said U.S. support for Israel is all about the Benjamin babies. The $100 bills, obviously. Raths and Ilhan Omar now share the distinct honor of suggesting that Jewish Americans buy political influence, an age-old anti-Semitic stereotype. Folks, he says this in front of a Muslim group. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post. Deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, everybody. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. Now, I just told you about this Republican who is the Omar of the Republican Party. And he goes in front of this Muslim group in Orange County, California, and spews line after line of an anti-Semitic rant. 
Now, I know most of you listening are not Jewish, but I think you can identify with the concern here, right? He's gotten almost no attention. And yet, within days, Representative Rashida Tlaib, and this hasn't gotten any attention, except again from the Free Beacon, she spoke at a rally this month, reports Chuck Ross and Adam Credo, with a pro-Hamas newspaper publisher who urged Palestinians to attack Israel. In other words, the Jews. That's what they mean. Now, this is 2022. 2022. And this is spreading, ladies and gentlemen. This is stuff is spreading. The culture rot is spreading. Talib shared the stage with Osama Siblani, the publisher of the Dearborn-based Arab-American News, at the second annual Metro Detroit March for Jerusalem-Palestine on May 15. Siblani, whose newspaper co-sponsored the event, urged Arabs in Michigan and elsewhere to, quote, fight within their means, unquote, against Israel, whether it be with, quote, stones or guns or their hands. He sang the praises of the Fedayeen, the Islamic militants, for striking Israel with knives and with their bare hands. And how about their guns? In her speech, Talib railed against what she called the apartheid Israeli government and urged Arab Americans to run for office in order to advance the Palestinian cause in Washington, D.C. You remember the cause as they were celebrating on 9-11? Talib has emerged as one of the most vocal anti-Israel activists, Free Beacon. She's a vocal anti-Semite in Congress. Well, here they are. And it's a strong backer of the anti-Semitic boycott, divestment, and sanctions movement, which obviously intended to destroy Israel economically. She has accused Jewish supporters of Israel of holding dual loyalties, a term widely considered, obviously, anti-Semitic. Siblani has an extensive history praising the terrorist groups Hezbollah and Hamas. I wonder... I wonder if he is a parent who speaks up at school board meetings, and I wonder if the FBI and the Department of Justice, with unmeritless Garland, are keeping an eye on this bastard. He told the Chicago Tribune in 2006 he would be willing to go to jail if the FBI decided to round up supporters of Hezbollah. Talib's campaign has accepted 1,215 contributions from this bastard. She spent money on ads in his newspaper. And this Michigan rally featured others controversial speakers, including Rabbi David Weiss. I told you. This idea that all Jews think the same way. He hates the existence of Israel. He's attended Holocaust denial events. 
with former Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad and former KKK leader David Duke. Rabbi Weiss gave a gift to the head of Hezbollah in an event in Beirut in 2018. Now, this rally was held to commemorate what they call the Nakba, a Palestinian phrase for Israel's founding that loosely translates to the catastrophe. It's affiliated with Talib and the, the other squad anti-Semites. This resolution is just the latest in a long, this is Lee Zeldin running for governor in New York, of anti-Semitic and anti-Israel statements and policies and actions by the most radical voices in the Democrat Party. And he's exactly right. And you have... uh, So what what is Chuck Schumer doing about any of this? Mr. Pro-Israel. Does he even say anything about it? He dare not. Do you know why? You know why, Mr. Producer? He fears Aach, AOC, and she's part of this operation. And he fears that she'll run in a Democrat primary and defeat him because for Chuck Schumer, all that matters is power. What the hell else is the man going to do? He's only served in elected offices in the New York Assembly, the U.S. House, and then the U.S. Senate. He's never actually worked for a living doesn't know how things work. Talib came under fire in August 2021 when she claimed that wealthy pro-Israel forces are behind the curtain controlling U.S. policy. But don't worry, she's fantastic. Remember Joe Biden on the tarmac telling her how great she is? I'm sure the media will cover the MSNBC, brings her on as a guest all the time. Fantastic, huh? They wonder why there's hate and violence. They wonder why. If we could control some of these politicians and control the hate and racism and bigotry on these platforms, platforms including Media Matters and, yes, Media, go look at them, as well as the corrupt media itself. I can tell you now, right now, that if somebody sat behind this microphone and spewed the kind of anti-Semitism, or for that matter, racism, that they get away with on MSNBC and other outfits, that Fox would fire them. That Westwood One would fire them. Not because Westwood One is such a great conservative operation, but because it's just inappropriate. It's inappropriate. But these reprobates are given a format, they're given voice. Why would Talib be welcomed on MSNBC like she is? Or Omar? Or AOC? And when they do appear on these, these platforms, why aren't they confronted? Why aren't they confronted? Why isn't Christopher Ray ever asked about Talib and Omar and AOC? 
And what would he say? I'm just curious. What would he say? I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, I want to tell you about a brand new sponsor, and I want to tell you this sponsor is fantastic. Now, you'd never knowingly feed your dog food that's bad for their health, right? But many commercial dog foods are full of fillers and harmful additives. Dr. Marty Goldstein, a veterinarian for more than 45 years, has seen that poor ingredients lead to bad digestion, skin problems, and other critical issues. That's why he created his Nature's Blend Premium Freeze-Dried Raw Food, It's packed with real cuts of meat and superfood seeds, veggies, and fruit. My dog Marty is loving his Nature's Blend Premium raw dog food. I love that Nature's Blend is freeze-dried and pantry-safe. So for a limited time, save 50% off your first order. Really, folks, I want you to try it. I'm not kidding. There's no bigger dog person than us right here in the Levin family and you folks. Go to drmartypets.com slash Levin. That's drmartypets.com slash L-E-V-I-N or text Levin to 511-511. They offer a 100% 90-day return of your purchase price. Text L-E-V-I-N to 511-511. Text Levin to 511-511 and save 50% off your first order today. Again, I can't stress enough, it's so healthy and your dog's going to love it. Dr. Marty, my Marty loves it. Text fees may apply. You may receive up to one additional text. Text STOP to opt out. All right, let's take some calls. You folks have been waiting and waiting and waiting. How about William, Detroit, Michigan, on the Mark Levin app? William, how are you, sir? I'm just fine, and it's great to be talking to you again. But it's uh, Detroit Lakes, Minnesota. Ooh, I forgot. It's Minnesota. Sorry. (laughs) Okay. Now, I really appreciate the fact that uh, you're one of the few people that have come out and pointed out that the most dangerous enemy that the United States has is China. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's, you know, it's even more of a problem when you think that, uh, uh, it's you know, very likely possible that it is being, that China is directing a lot of the actions that are coming out of the, this administration. And I believe that's true. And, actually. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, I was, a this administration that let's just be blunt. And the reason the media cover for this this administration is corrupt. The Biden family is corrupt, and they have been corrupted by our enemies, including communist China. The amount of money, even the NBC said $11 million flowed into that family. They're light. Peter Schweitzer has pointed out. But that said, $11 million has flowed into that that family. And you can't tell me that doesn't have some influence on Joe Biden, in this administration, it absolutely does. Go right ahead. Okay. Um, well, that's that's one thing. I was uh, intelligence operative in uh, the Pacific, and China was one of the main one of the main foes back then, and they still are. And um, I'll tell you one thing: very few things. Well, actually, I can't think of a single thing that the Biden administration's done to actually strengthen the United States. Every action they've taken has been to weaken the United States. 
from you know uh, causing the the fuel prices to go nuts to shutting down the uh, XL pipeline to uh, giving uh, the Taliban eighty five billion dollars worth of advanced weaponry. Um, I mean, the list goes on. I can't think of a single positive. And how about lifting the program that specifically targeted the communist Chinese regime to try and prevent it from stealing our proprietary corporate and business information? Why in the world would you kill that program? Uh, He killed that program. Nobody talks about this. It's a program set up specifically focused on China because of what China does. And they, oh, it's discriminatory because it's China. Are you out of your minds? Go ahead. Yeah, I'd like to tell you about one bright spot that came out of the Republican convention here in Minnesota. And that's a gal named C.C. Davis. And she is running against Elian Omar. And she's a bright articulate black woman that is patriotic. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I, I was brought to tears, and a lot of people were, when she started Patriotic. Her that her might be tough. In, that might be tough in Minnesota, Minneapolis. Well, maybe in Minneapolis, but the rest of the, the, rest of the state is solid patriotic. Yeah, um, I'm sure. But Minneapolis is a problem. Right. Not so I, patriotic there. I do believe that if they are able to keep the election clean or get the election clean, um, that there is a possibility she could she could win. I mean, if all if right, just- my friend, thank you for your call. I guess Republican winning in Minneapolis, and I'm all for her opponent. Don't get me wrong, folks. God bless her. And we need to, you know, field candidates everywhere and anywhere. But he says if there's a clean election, she has a chance to win there. I don't know. What's the registration there? Four billion Democrats to one Republican? I don't know. But I certainly absolutely wish for the best. Anybody against that racist, as far as I'm concerned. Let's go to Brad, Indianapolis, Indiana, XM Satellite. One of my favorite big cities, actually. Brad, go right ahead, please. Mr. Levin, thank you so much. You got some. This has to do solely with Texas. Uh-huh. And I'm not going to I'm not going to indulge in my political. I'm conservative. All right. We as people we right. need to stand up for children uh-huh. and these these politics we we have to take back our society. Uh-huh. This is sick. This is sick. What's happening? I agree. It is sick. They're, these kids, first of all, even before they're born, you know the push the push for abortion on demand, subsidized by taxpayers. It's a big issue. We're going to have riots over it. What kind of a sick society is that? What happened to only medically necessary or rare or something like that? You have an archbishop who has the guts in San Francisco to tell uh, Nancy Pelosi no Holy Communion. He's under attack. 
by the uh, Yenta morons on The View, among others. But that's what the Catholic faith says. It's not political. It is what it is. You either believe it or you don't. You either live up to it or you don't. Other faiths say, I don't know any major faith in this in this world, whether it's Judaism, forget about the secular Jews or the secular Catholics. Or this. I'm saying real faith with real practitioners. I don't know of any that supports abortion on demand. Gee, I wonder why. All right, Brad, I understand. You're quite right. We need to protect these kids. That's why I'm hoping parents now will go to these school boards Protect them from these various American Marxist forces, whether it's transgenderism as a movement and changing words and forcing these kids to learn things they don't need to learn. As I've said many times, it's a violation of the Equal Protection Clause. Those are the lawsuits, Equal Protection Clause. You can't force my kid to support discrimination or accuse him or her of discrimination. It's also a clear First Amendment issue. School boards are effectively government. There's no disputing that. And they can't compel that your children use a word or not use a word. The word she or the word Sally is not a cuss word. It's not verbal pornography. These are real words. And so I think if we still have a constitution, we still have courts that will uphold the constitution, those two clauses alone, the First Amendment... Not really a clause, but you get it. And the 5th and 14th Amendment, equal protection, that's a clause. Those clauses, perfectly legitimate to make the case that what the government is doing here is trying to impose an ideology, impose a secular sort of faith, if you will, in the state in the teachers' union, in the Democrat Party, and that your children are free to not use certain words being imposed on them by a school board. And if they don't use those words, or if they're deemed to have used those words in some offensive way, like he, she, Sally, John, they can be suspended or expelled and have a, have a scarlet letter in their official record. Now, these people need to be sued from sea to shining sea. And there are some groups that are doing exactly that. Sued from sea to shining sea. I'll be right back. Nobody says it better than Mark Levin. I'll go with what Mark Levin said, because nobody could say it better. Call in now at 877-381-3811. All right, Mr. Producer, let me see here. It looks like we have uh, briefly lost my call screen. Wait a minute. Hold on. I'm putting my password in, ladies and gentlemen. Modern technology. Oh, there it is. Well. Let us continue. Frank, Las Vegas, Nevada, the great K-Dawn, K-D-W-N, go. Mark, it's a great pleasure, sir. Thank you, Frank. So I have a comment regarding this school shooting. Yes, sir. Everyone is is pointing the finger in all ten directions here, Mark. 
But the finger needs to be pointed where it belongs. And you know where it belongs? It belongs mm-hmm. with the parents. Mm-hmm. It belongs with the parents, Mark. But because- here's the problem, Frank. The father wasn't around. The mother apparently was a drug addict. The grandfather had a criminal record. So if you have a family that is dysfunctional, and unfortunately we have a lot of dysfunctional families, a lot of fatherless families, quite frankly, and that doesn't mean everybody who's raised by a mother only is a would-be mass murderer. That would be absurd. But in this case, you had all these issues going on in his family. So there wouldn't have been parents to help him, let alone a grandfather to help him. See what I'm saying? Agreed. I agree with this particular incident. But in mm-hmm. general and overall, we're seeing all these nonsense activities from these kids, and we're pointing the finger at everybody and their mother except at our own selves. It's the parents, Mark. I the know, parents. but the problem is, as somebody who's raised, we've raised several kids. Our kids are raising grandkids. There are elements in the culture that are ripping the family apart. You've got ideological movements in this country that are trying right now to separate the kids from their parents, that are trying to destroy the nuclear family. I don't disagree with you. What goes on in the home is the responsibility as best as possible with the parents. And so if your kids are doing too many video games or watching weird stuff or hanging out with weird kids, you got to have the courage, you got to have the ability to discipline them or to say no. There's no question. But when you look at this guy, that was not possible with his parents. When you look at the murder in Buffalo, uh, this guy took off on these this site with the uh, storm whatever the storm front and the neo-Nazis and the Klansmen uh, while he was staying home uh, during the virus and so forth, and it got in his head. And, um, I mean, he actually had 36 hours of hospitalization, which clearly wasn't enough. But I do not disagree with you. That is a crucial part of it, the parents. Uh, But in some cases, it really doesn't have to say the parents are responsible if the parents are irresponsible then they're not going to have a responsible environment in which they are raised but there are things we can do to cut our chances right frank absolutely i i I cannot disagree with that mark that's yeah that's reasonable but i think it just needs to be said that you know there are a lot of parents out there in this country these days they haven't a clue as to what's going on with their children, because I speak to my children's friends. They speak to me more so than they speak to their own parents because they can't speak to their own parents. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's bad, Mark. It's bad. And I just wanted to bring that point up. All right, Frank. I appreciate it, buddy. Let's go to Rob Livonia, Michigan, on the Mark Levin app. Rob, go right ahead, please. It's an honor to talk to you, uh, Mark. Somebody, before I could buy it, gave me a copy of your book, American Marxism. Marxism. But have you you mentioned at all the FBI agent Klan Skousen in his book, The Naked Communist, published in 1958? No. No. I learned about that learned about that thanks to uh, an economist at the Hoover Institution, and in that book, he has a list he calls the goals of the communists, 
They've all been achieved. Number 40 was discredit the family as an institution, encourage promiscuity, promiscuity and easy divorce. Mm-hmm. Well, that, that does exist. There's no question about that. Yes. All right, my friend. I appreciate your call. We'll check that book out. Anything that comes out of Hoover, at least used to, is uh, typically top quality, as a matter of fact. Let's continue. Let's go to Kevin. Millsboro, Delaware, XM Satellite. Kevin, go right ahead, please. All right, thank you very much. I, I actually just retired from Homeland Security ICE, and I was an agent with them for a long time, had a great career. But yeah. but let's talk about what happened with the shooting in Texas. Most yeah. police officers get, you know, not at the police academy, but after the police academy, it's called the first responder course. It's for about three days. And mm-hmm. in the beginning of the course, they tell you why it was started. Because of Columbine, the police officers, old school days, they would go to mm-hmm. a shooting and they would wait until the SWAT team came there to respond. But now they're told to immediately run inside that building and take care of the threat. And let me and let me slow you down. That's what my buddy emailed me about an hour ago, and I read what he said. He said, look, we went into training here, and everything's changed. You go into that building. You do not wait. Typically, if we can, there's four. If there's not four, we still go in. If we can get four of us right away, one takes point, one on each side, one watches our back, and we go in, and we try and neutralize that shooter immediately. Is that what you're taught? Yes. And, and, and the other thing, the um, police officer that was shot in Buffalo, who, who I, he could have been retired, but he um, it looked like he was. It, he, shot he was off duty. He was off duty. But, but, but he, he should have tried a headshot. And then, well, okay, that's easy to say now. The guy had armor on him. I'm sure he didn't know it. He did hit him. Uh, obviously, didn't stop him, and he lost his life over it. Right. I know. And, well, how the hell would he know if he had armor on? He, the, I, I mean, I mean, I won't tell you what I have, but you can easily put that stuff under a sweatshirt or under a jacket or something like that. Now, like, okay, those okay. Kevlar vests. Go ahead. Right, now, um, important. Biden passed something about um, an executive order preventing the military from helping out the police departments. I, I believe uh, the, the, the military. What he has did, to- I just want to get all the facts right. What he did is he is he significantly reduced the equipment that the military can give to police departments. Now, why the hell did he do that? Is there a problem with this? Why, why, why did he do that? Obviously to appease the liberals. There's exactly the reason. Are we having a problem with tanks going down streets and uh, shooting people? With massive rounds? No, the, I, don't, I don't believe we are. Are we, sir? No. The, the thing that the military helped the police were like gas masks and then especially goggles because those demonstrators... And, and in some cases, military, uh, excuse me, personnel carriers... So you can get SWAT teams to locations without them getting picked off. And that's fine by me. That is, uh, having these uh, personnel carriers. Why not? Exactly. I don't know why he did it. Hopefully he will change Because he's a bastard. That's why he did it. Because he talks out of both sides of his mouth and not coherently either. The one hand, he's a tough-on-crime guy. Always has been. You know, I always supported that stuff. Then on the other hand, he signs an executive order in violation of the Constitution because of the separation of powers. His party refused to, to sign a deal with Tim Scott, the Republican. And uh, 
And now we're supposed to believe this is actually going to have an impact. It's going to have a negative impact on cops. Imagine after a shooting like this, this is what he does. Well, it's the second anniversary of George Floyd's death. Okay, why not the second anniversary in one week? But that said, you don't have the power to do this. Although the courts anymore, you never know. Thank you for your call, my friend. Excellent call. We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. I believe the show is almost over. It drives me nuts. Jay Marion, Ohio, on the Mark Levin app. Jay, go right ahead, my friend. Go. Well, hi, Mark. Meow. I just wanted to make a comment uh, about your uh, coverage of the Chinese on the islands. Uh, a couple oh. of years before the pandemic, my son, uh, who used to do international travel for business, went to Africa. He visited Nigeria. And when he came back, I asked him, well, on your first trip to Africa, you know, what what, what did you see? One of the first things he mentioned to me was all the Chinese that were over there. And mm-hmm. it surprised him, not only just over there, but uh, with the large uh, earth-moving equipment and all of that. And he was telling me that there was even activity in some of the neighboring countries. And when we talked about it a bit later, I, I brought him over to the globe, and I said, you know, they, they want the minerals, the the uh, magnetic mm-hmm. minerals, the gems, the precious. I said, but look, all this activity on the west coast of Africa, they want a foothold on the Atlantic Ocean. Mm-hmm. 100% correct. On. They want to control the Atlantic. They want the ability to strike our west coast and our ships. And they're getting it. They want the ability to control completely the Pacific in that region in uh, around uh, the the South China Sea and the East China Sea. That is off of Japan and the rest of it. They know yeah. what they're doing. You know, when they're I the contractors on they're the contractors on both sides of the Panama Canal. Did you know that? Yeah, no, I've heard you covered that on the show in the past. I mean, why are they doing all these things? You uh, talk about uh, cases where they they started development in the country, can't afford it, so they start, uh, you know, converting. So they have as collateral that they'll take over, say, a base or a port, and they've done that to some of these poor countries, because they know in the end, these uh, other countries, they desperately need the money, they take it, they can't pay off their loan, and the Chinese come in and they take the... Uh, as I say, the base or the port or whatever it is that they uh, put up as uh, collateral. And the communist Chinese are doing this all over the world. It is enormously dangerous. And then, of course, these islands that I spoke about, I hope they backbenchers pick up on this because this is crucial. This is happening in front of our eyes and not receiving the kind of attention it deserves. On one damn day, we're going to wake up. They're going to invade, attack Taiwan. They're going to have their... There are military presence all over the place. We're going to be strangled. Not a damn thing we can do about it. And that's going to change all the pieces on the planet Earth. All of them. Thank you for your call, my friend. I appreciate it. Let's continue, shall we? I think we can. Vince, Macon, Georgia, XM Satellite. How are you, Vince? Vinny. Vinny, 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 are you there? Guess not. Sherry. Canoga, California, on the Mark Levin app. We got the apps gone. 
We've got the satellites going. We've got the radio stations going. We are going full blast everywhere. Sherry, go right ahead. Okay, yeah, Canoga Park, California. Yeah, you know, I'm over 70. I don't even want to say my age, but I, I've had a concealed permit. I've had gun training. I've went to Nevada and had extensive gun training. I've gone in gun stores and filled out their little form. And, you know, California is really strict on gun laws. And all you have to do is just put a little check mark. I don't have any mental issues on the, on the form. And that, that, how do they check on that? What I'm suggesting is that... Well, if there are any public records... They can check on it, but obviously, if there's not, who knows? Solution. Let me let me say the solution. The solution is you take what's happened, and most of these the things that have been happening on a mass level are young people of you know eighteen to twenty five. In the rare cases, they're over that age. Okay, you all you need to do is get legislatures in their legislation in there that says, okay, we need we need you to bring in a letter from a psychiatrist or psychologist that you're okay, that they're that, okay. That, that's that, I mean, you know, the guy that uh, killed all those little kids in Connecticut, he stole his weapons from his mother who he murdered. I just don't know how we do these things. I really don't. You need a letter from a psychiatrist or psychologist. Okay, let's say I want to buy a gun, and I'm 18 years old. I go to a psychiatrist and say I want to buy a gun, and the psychiatrist, how long do I have to be in front of the psychiatrist? No, you just, you you know. Well, the psychiatrist has to know who I am and what I am. You see what I'm saying? But but they 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 can figure out. A lot in a very short time. I, I'm not sure. But thank you for your thoughts. I appreciate it. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighter and emergency personnel, our trucker friends, our brothers and sisters in Ukraine, and all those poor parents who've lost their babies. 